Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast with your host, Charles. Enjoy. What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 77 of the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast. As always, it's your host, Charles, and today we've got a great one for you. So today I'm going to be sitting down with Alex Saunders. He's been in the industry since around 2012, and he also runs Nuggets News, which is a news outlet. They focus on cryptocurrencies, but also the general financial market as well. And their goal is to provide information for everybody from that beginner who is making their first purchase all the way up to the experts. But before we get into it, I just want to give a quick shout out to my sponsors. The first being Roundly X. I've been talking about these guys for a while now. What you do is you link your credit or debit cards, and every time that you make a purchase, it rounds it up to the next dollar and then takes your spare change and invests it into Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. It's a great way to kind of take the stress out of investing and dollar cost average over time. It's very easy to use. It's kind of like the acorns of crypto, if you know what that is. Uh, and if you haven't signed up yet, I highly encourage you to do it. It's another great way to accumulate. There will be a link in the description below. Go sign up for an account today. And the second one that I wanted to mention is CoinFlex. They're actually the first physically delivered crypto futures exchange. These guys are doing big things, and there's a couple things that I really like about them. The first being that they have some of the lowest, if not potentially the lowest fees in the market, depending on how much flex you own. And then second, they've got these really cool bracket orders that you can create, uh, and they're going to be running competitions starting sometime soon, where they will be giving away $10,000 a day. Uh, if you haven't signed up yet, I highly encourage you to sign up, check out the exchange, get ready for this competition. You need as little as $888 in your account to participate. Uh, and again, a link in the description below. There will be a link in the description below. So go sign up, get ready. Um, but now let's get into the show. So Alex, before we really get into Nuggets news and talking about cryptocurrencies, can you just give us a little bit of background on yourself and what you were doing before you got into the industry? Absolutely. So I was actually a pharmacist. So I'd always been someone that loved science, maths and computers and uh, a bit of investing, particularly around the GFC, the financial crisis. Like a lot of people, I lost a fair bit of money. And that was when I just got some shares for my 21st birthday. And I asked my mom and dad about how does this all work? Because they had their financial advisor as well. And I was like, how can no one see this coming? Like a huge market crash. And I wanted to learn about how that world works. So I went down the, the rabbit hole. As you know, it's a pretty deep one. Once you learn about shares, uh, banks, money, uh, became a little bit of a gold and silver bug, a bit more of a libertarian, I guess, against what central banks were doing. Uh, and then I found Bitcoin in 2012 on Zero Hedge and just sort of blew me away and at the time there wasn't many youtube videos or information out there so you had to go through all those threads and it was just i just knew it was going to take off as someone that had done a lot of traveling and and whatnot you know we live in this digital world and we don't have digital instant money yet so 
after that, it was just annoying friends and family. And we actually had a Facebook group called World News before Nuggets News, where we just post stuff about Bitcoin and things that we thought were important uh, news events. And then Ethereum came along in 2015. And like a lot of people, I thought that this was just another shit coin. So I didn't get in as early as I should have. But once I actually read about it, um, again, I, I sort of knew that that was going to be big, the next evolution of what blockchain could do. And then 2017 happened, as you know, when everything sort of blew up. And that's when we started uh, making videos to help people understand uh, everything from just buying Bitcoin was the first video we did. And that got a heap of questions and comments. And from there, we just started making videos every day. And that's when I, I quit my job in 2017 uh, to do this all full time. Uh, and from there, we had people that wanted, I guess, more information. So we started a uh, premium services, a paid newsletter, uh, a paid community. So it's not really a trade calls group like a lot of people have. It's more a fundamentals, research, um, you know, sentiment, as well as a bit of TA. Uh, so yeah, that's what we do now. So you've you've been in the industry for a very long time. Uh, you were, you know, 2012, that's like pretty much at the start when things really started heating up. Uh, but before that, you were kind of interested in stocks, investing, the financial world, and you kind of saw the issues and what happened with the financial crisis um, and kind of what caused it. And so when you figure out or like see Bitcoin not long after that, I think it just clicked with you. Uh, and it sounds like you were just invested and got deep into it pretty much immediately. You had that world news, was it called? Is that correct? Yes, world news. There we go. And then you gave us a little bit of a rundown on uh, Nuggets news. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming that's what you were talking about when you're talking about the news, the videos, the paid news, that kind of thing. Uh, so can you just give us a kind of full rundown on what Nuggets news is and... I guess why you created it, you kind of explained that, you know, you wanted people to share or you wanted to share information with people and it was kind of accepted very well by the community. Uh, so I guess more on, you know, what it is, what kind of videos you've done, that kind of thing. So I guess when people find out about Bitcoin, they just have a million questions. So it started off to address all those questions when we had that new wave of tens of thousands of people all charging into crypto, um, you know, head first. So we wanted to tell you how to buy it safely, how to store it safely, you know, what it was, and then explain what Ethereum was. And then IOTA came out. So we're trying to explain to people what these different projects are, what they're trying to do. Then we had a lot of ICOs and bad projects. And that was something that we, we tried to avoid that for the most part, because I just thought it was a bubble. It was getting crazy and saturated. And there are some great ideas and concepts out there that need blockchain, but 99% of them, I think, are pretty crap and probably going to go to zero. Oh, so we're trying to help people. Huge scams. Yeah, we're trying to help people pick the best. I think there's a few dozen of projects that are interesting, and that's the sort of things we focus on. But I also wanted to cover macroeconomics and, and finance as well, because there were so many YouTubers just regurgitating the news, and we wanted to have a point of difference. So teaching people about what negative interest rates were, how bonds work, what QE is and at the moment, you know, the repo markets. And I think this is the year where it's all tied together for, for the general public. They start to realize, oh, this is why, you know, guys like Nugget were talking about this and that because it's very much related to the investment case for Bitcoin. And the other big theme this year has been, you know, privacy and data, big tech 
abusing uh, their power. And that's where I think, you know, Ethereum and some of these other web 3.0s get really interesting as well. So I think that those two are the biggest use cases and disruptors, you know, money and uh, big tech. And then you've got a scattering of other projects that are interesting, but we want to educate people on all that stuff. Uh, we still cover stocks a little bit, uh, gold, anything that I think is interesting that people want to learn about, we try and cover. You are different than I guess a lot of other people in our industry because they mainly focus on cryptocurrencies. And I think we've seen a huge decline in interest in cryptocurrencies as a whole. And so a lot of these guys have kind of lost their way. They've stopped doing videos. Uh, they're just not getting the viewership that other people or that they used to get. Uh, but you, on the other hand, you have kind of diversified. You're talking about gold. You're talking about stocks, bonds, tech, that kind of thing. So you're very spread out. And I think it keeps people interested. You know, the people who are interested in cryptocurrencies also want to hear about that stuff. And then there's a whole wide variety of people who don't care about Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies uh, who will still watch your videos and can get some value out of them. So I really like the way you guys, you know, have set things up. Uh, and I, I appreciate that you have kind of given us a rundown of what it is. Uh, you also talked about this, this uh, like paid news and this newsletter. Can you go into that a little bit more? Uh, like what's the deal with the paid stuff? Uh, yeah, so to begin with, we didn't do a lot of the paid models. Uh, we didn't like that side of things. I wanted to give people I wanted to make sure it was affordable and free for the average investor as well. But then I guess we pivoted. If you have a business and as we grew, you need to pay your staff. So we've got a newsletter. Uh, it's only like $9 a month Australian. So that's pretty popular just to give people the best and most important news. A few, uh, you know, stock picks, crypto picks that we think are interesting. Uh, but our main revenue model is our premium community, which is over a thousand people. And we've had those thousand guys for, Oh, two or three years now. So it's 90% resubscription rate, which we're pretty proud of through a bear market. So yeah, we just do fundamental research. We pick some of the best DeFi projects. You know, there's projects that are up a thousand percent this year that people don't even know of in a bear market. So doing that research and having a community where you can bounce ideas off the traders in the group versus the guys that are looking at um, data-driven research, on-chain analysis. It's just a massive mix of people from beginners to experts uh, that are that are just sharing ideas and it's just worked really well. You're kind of doing what a lot of people hope or wish to do because you started with the pay or the free content, right? And then eventually made your way to both. Is that correct? Yeah, we we're just really hesitant. We had ICOs throwing money at us left, right and center and we said no to all of them. Um, and that was probably a good idea. You know, looking back on it now, there's guys that have got bad reputations or have even got into trouble from doing that that kind of stuff. So, we, of course, we've had a couple of losers. Um, we, you're always going to have that in the startup space. But my my method and what I told people was very clear from the start. You've got to have the majority of Bitcoin, get some exposure to these platform coins that you think are interesting. And if you're going to invest in altcoins, you know, it's a half a percent, maybe one percent of your portfolio. Because the good coins go go up tenfold, twentyfold, and if you have a few losers, it doesn't really matter as long as you've got that risk reward ratio right. I do want to explore this a little bit more with the whole move from just the free content to free and paid content. Because, like I was saying, I think a lot of people that's kind of their end goal. They're out here providing TA or doing videos or 
podcasts and eventually they want to move to some sort of paid or subscription model, whether that be a paid group, a newsletter, anything like that. Uh, so how was that move? Like, how did your audience take it? What did you do to kind of ensure them that the paid subscription was worth it? Because I've seen too many people where they've done free stuff their entire time. And then once they try to start offering any kind of group, I've seen it a lot with traders, especially they'll do free content constantly. They try to offer a group and the community just does not have it. Uh, they're, you know, they're pretty much shunned and told fuck off. So Mm. I'm wondering, you know, how you bridge that gap, uh, and how some of my audience can try to do the same. Uh, I think we, you've got to give people something that they're not getting. So if you're starting a group just because you want to make money, you've got to look at it from your audience's perspective. What are they paying for it? Are they getting that value? And at the time, I wanted to create a safe environment where people could ask any question. They didn't, you know, they didn't get ridiculed. That was our basically our rule that, you know, no idiots, no dickheads, no, not even a warning. You're just out if you ever, you know, be mean to anyone or anything like that. So we have got 80 year old grandmas in our group asking, how do I install my ledger? As well as these guys that are sharing their Elliott waves and their, you know, Ichimoku clouds and everything. And that was just, it just worked brilliantly. So 90% of people don't even post in our group because they're just absorbing and learning all this content. And a lot of it might go over their heads, but it's up to you. You can get out of it what you really want. And that just, I don't think it is really easily available. A lot of Facebook groups out there, there's a lot of good public ones that I share stuff and still help people and answer questions in. But having like a really trusted environment and, and maybe because we had been around for a few years, where everyone else was starting paid groups in 2017 and 18, kind of jumping on the bandwagon. So I'm not really sure exactly what our secret source was, but um, we just developed a bit of a track record now and trust, and we've had some good picks, as I said, throughout the bear market, which does help. Um, Concentrating on sentiment, I think, and on-chain data to help people pick major tops and bottoms. I don't think there's a lot of that out there. That's kind of starting at the moment in 2019. Um, And in terms of the paid model, I'm really hesitant. The first time around, I was thinking, oh, what are people going to think? And we went with businesses that we know and trust, and that's our rule. It has to be things that I use personally or would recommend to my my mum and dad who who are crypto hodlers. So when we do a tutorial on Ledger or how to use FTX Exchange, things like that, you know, it's just educating people how to use good services that are free to use and how to do them soft, um, safely and whatnot. So that's kind of the model we went down and it was really well received. I don't think people even blinked because we weren't ever pushing shit on them that I wouldn't use. I'm in a very similar situation. I've just recently started taking on sponsors and it's always I'm always looking for stuff that I would or am already using. Uh, and I think you can kind of shill and, you know, try to convince your audience that this is something that they need if you're you're you know, a personal fan of it and you use the service or product. Uh, so I agree on that side of things. And then on the you know paid newsletter, paid kind of group or the paid news that you guys do, it was providing value and kind of finding a gap in the market that you can really fill. Uh, there are like, I'm, I'm now relating it back to the free, or I mean the paid groups. Uh, there's so many of them out on the market And so for you to be posting your setups on Twitter for free consistently and then to move to that paid group kind of deal, 
it's very hard to get people on board because one, there are so many of them out there, but then two, there's kind of this issue with paid groups as a whole. So you really need to make sure that you're providing value and finding a gap in the market is what I would call it. Uh, if you do want to move from that free service to then a paid service, and I think you've done it beautifully. Uh, you said you have thousands of members in your community uh, and your viewership on your videos is through the roof. Now, I want to go a little bit deeper on the YouTube video stuff uh, because YouTube is, you know, it's extremely saturated, right? And um, I guess I, I want my audience and myself as well, because I just recently started posting my podcast to YouTube. Uh, can you just give us some tips on how you stand out and then growing a YouTube? Yeah, for sure. So what we wanted to do differently was a weekly news wrap up. There's a lot of guys that read the news out every day, but everything we do, we want to save people time. So people can Sunday night tune into our weekly wrap up of the biggest finance global headlines that I believe are affecting world markets. And then the biggest dozen, two dozen crypto headlines then we tie it together with a quick look at the TA. So that's something where people who have had a busy week can just sit down and basically know they haven't missed anything that's really big or important. We probably go a bit deeper in our um, paid newsletters and that kind of thing. Um, in our premium community, again, if you're really busy with your job and you can't even look at it during the day, they get emailed all the top posts uh, that were in the group and conversations. So everything we're trying to do is how can we give people value uh, and save them time in terms of other stuff we want to do on YouTube, um, probably a good example was the Australian housing market, which we believed was in a bubble. Uh, the average house price in Sydney got over a million dollars. And I rang up a guy I know, older fella, who was doing a bit of data around the, the housing market and the banks. And I said, let's do a monthly episode and just let people know what's going on with the mortgage default rates. Um, you know, the, those statistics, a little bit boring and dry, but people loved it. And when the housing market turned down, they just weren't getting that truth. You know, you switch on the local news and it's all about get on the property ladder, housing only ever goes up. So people really just appreciate a bit of honesty and truth in media. And I think it's pretty, you know, people are turning off the TV because there's so much crap out there. So just tying all those things together. And a lot of people that maybe watched that housing episode or watched our negative interest rate bonds video, all of a sudden they go, oh, okay, now I kind of understand why gold's important or what's going on with the banks. Maybe I should look at Bitcoin. Depending on what country you're in, you might have gone, oh, geez, I need to get into Bitcoin straight away. <laughs> the banks are collapsing and whatnot. But I think it just opens people to the world of finance. Uh, so I, I really liked what you were saying about the fact that there's a lot of dishonesty in media and you guys were out here kind of counter signaling that saying, I think, there could be a potential bubble in the housing market. We could be down in for a downturn. Uh, so you were you were brutally honest. You stuck with your kind of analysis and you put it out there and you guys were right, which also helps a lot. So it's providing value, being honest with your community. Uh, what about some of the other stuff that's kind of more behind the scenes, like the SEO, the kind of you know, thumbnail stuff, getting people to click on your videos. Can you just walk us through some of those tips? Because I know there's a lot of people who are trying to make something of themselves on YouTube. And so I want them to have a couple tips that they can implement themselves with their videos uh, after this episode's done to kind of start to see a little bit more growth in their channel. 
Yeah, for sure. So I've been really lucky. A bit of an interesting story. So there was a young guy who I played cricket with. Uh, he was only 16. And he started a website and he was doing really well. And he was so busy. And I said, mate, you need to drop out of school. He was on his second website. He's making heaps of money. And his parents didn't want to let him. And eventually he quit. He did really well. And as karma would have it, I'm a big believer in all that. Two years later was when the Nuggets News stuff started and he just came around to help me and he's like what's this bitcoin stuff oh you you need to build a website i'll build it for you and he's just a little zuckerberg so he's 20 now he's been with us uh, that whole journey two three years and he's just all over this seo gary vaynerchuk there's so much research you can do yourself to find out what works so you want tiles that are clickable and catch the eye you want to get people's attention and let them know what's in the video from the title within the first 30 seconds of the video, interesting topics, timely things that other people aren't covering. You don't want to put out crap every day if that's the sake of doing it every day. If you can only do one good video a week and it's going to get a high watch time and engagement, that regularity where people know, oh, every Sunday is that regular episode and they're going to watch the full thing um, so I don't do much of that personally at all. I, I really just research all day, every day and, and make content. And from that, my team can snip up little 30 second grabs for Twitter and, and LinkedIn. Um, you've got to know what works better on LinkedIn. It might be a slightly different title or slightly different 30 seconds from the same interview that hits a more professional audience on LinkedIn. So we've got a, we've just started a plan for TikTok, for example. Oh, we want God. to be on every platform. Yeah, we want to be on every platform trying to appeal to every audience. And if TikTok gets 116-year-olds interested in Bitcoin, you know, that that's a win for us. Yeah, definitely. Uh, are you jumping on TikTok because of Gary Vee? Because I know he is big on TikTok and I just don't get it. You know, it's again, it's, mate. Like, I, I, I don't really know, or I don't, I don't, I don't care. That's kind of like my team, and they're telling me what platforms are blowing up in terms of watch numbers. And there's there not many go. people doing big Bitcoin hashtags on TikTok. Our first video got thousands of views on TikTok, so now we're going to play around with it a bit the next couple of weeks. Maybe it doesn't come off, and that's not the right audience for Bitcoin and crypto. But if we can get in that first, and it blows up. You know, it's worth spending a few hours trying it out. Of course, of course, you always have to be exploring new avenues to get your info and your media out there. Uh, I know a couple guys who are doing TikTok. They've kind of they're they're crypto guys, but they've now rebranded to do some other stuff on TikTok. Um, and I, it's funny. I, I I just I make fun of them constantly. I'm uh maybe I'm missing the vision, but I'm always bagging on them for it. They're too closer buddies. Uh, but it sounds like you guys have had, you know, at least some some success on there already. So I I support what you guys are doing. You're getting out there on every platform, and I think that's essential for anyone who creates any kind of content. Uh, now, kind of pulling it back to the YouTube stuff, I'm in a very similar situation. I've got a guy who kind of does my SEO stuff, website, that sort of thing. But like I I, I do a little bit of research. And you pretty much touched on the big ones. You know, you really need clickable titles, clickable thumbnails. Um, there's tools that you can use to kind of create your tags um, so that they can kind of trend and pick, get picked up by the algorithm. Uh, but it is really a huge part of it. You can be putting out the best content out there. And if your title, description, and tags, uh, as well as thumbnail, aren't great, it's not going to get seen or clicked on by a lot of eyes. And then also huge is the consistency at which you 
put them out. Uh, you, you, you mentioned, oh, you know, don't just put out five to put out five for the sake of it. Uh, I definitely experienced this recently. I said I was going to put out an episode Monday through Friday. And then what I saw was that there was a big decline in views per episode. Like, obviously, I saw an increase in weekly, but the fact that I was putting out five was just a little bit too much. And uh, I think people were just kind of ignoring them or missing them. Uh, So it is key that you find the right number to put out. And then on top of that, consistency is key. One, for your audience, and then two, for the algorithms to know that, okay, it's going to get posted twice weekly, they get used to it, your audience and the algorithm get used to it, uh, and then it gets spread out and pushed out to more people. Um, so YouTube, YouTube's a beast. Uh, I would highly recommend getting someone on your team who is more of an expert in the field. It's very hard to kind of do it all yourself, especially if you're creating content already. Um, so I appreciate you kind of giving us your walkthrough on YouTube success uh you guys I'd have probably i'd probably just add quickly um sorry to interrupt but no gotta, no go ahead you got to hustle like we were we were not a popular and we didn't grow anywhere near the other youtubers because at the time icos were hot and as i said we could have got more views by like doing clickbait by covering those icos we would have made more money but for us like because this was my passion and I've been doing it for years, we had a bit of a vision and a goal of where we wanted to be. And that probably took two years of not being in the top, even 50% of YouTube channels. And then it all sort of came together this year and we're starting to get recognized um, because we sort of stuck to our, I guess our, our values and we got picked up by even YouTube themselves will reach out to you and say, well done, we're putting you in the premium tier for ads now. So YouTube make more more money, they roll better ads, they promote your channel more, and that all just comes with time if you're producing good content. Oh, 100%. I cannot stress enough how YouTube is a long game. I think a lot of people get on there, throw a couple videos up, it doesn't see the traction that they think it's going to see, and they give up. Uh, and so you really need to be there for the long term. And then the fact that, you know, you talk about people were shilling ICOs, those were getting a lot of clicks, that was blowing up, people were making quick money, yes, but think of where they are now. A uh, perfect example of this, I think, uh, is Bitcoin Trey, I don't know if you know him, uh, but his videos do no get no views nowadays, and that was because he was shilling the hottest ICOs, and uh, it came back to bite him in the ass, and now he doesn't have that YouTube audience to rely on and he's kind of forced to pursue other avenues. So yeah. And I mean, I I don't want to pretend that we like we're the the best stock picker of all time. Like we did cover some ICOs we thought were interesting and some of those went up 10 or a hundred fold in the bull market. Now a lot of them are down 99%. But what I will say is that every project we've covered is still going and they've built a working product. So it sucks that token prices are down but that was kind of our goal to look for teams that were going to build something in the real world. And if that gains traction in the next 12 or 24 months, then, you know, Hey, I still think that that's a success in this space where 99% are going to fail. Yeah. See, that's the tough thing. It's like, it's very hard to know with certainty what's going to succeed and what's going to fail. Uh, you know, like if, if you knew that kind of thing, you'd be the richest person on earth. Uh, so I, I, I have a hard time with people, who kind of give other shit because they were talking about certain ICOs or certain projects. 
uh, we were all pretty hyped on it at the time. And I think a lot of us kind of bought into the hype. Um, so I, I got nothing against that. You said, you know, you've, you, you do your research, which is what is most important. Um, so thank yeah. you. Thank you again for walking us through kind of the whole YouTube game, the content game. There's a lot of people out here trying to do it and you're one of the more successful people in the industry. Um, so now I want to know, I always like to ask my guests, you know, what are your plans for the future? What are you most excited for in the coming, say, 12 months? You got anything big in your pipeline? Yeah, I'm really excited that um, we've had a, we've kind of gone full circle because in 2016, when ICO started, it was about decentralized projects. What cool things needed to be decentralized? And that was before DeFi was even a word, but they are a lot of the type of projects that we invested in and that we thought were exciting. And I, I did a video at the start of the year saying, I think this year is going to be a return of the boring projects that haven't spent a dollar on marketing or trying to get listed on Binance. But just things like, you know, Factum or Maker, these things are starting to be used to be in the real world now. I think gaming's taking off. We covered Engine and Gods Unchained early. Uh, Dexes, you know, Kyber, um, Synthetics, all this stuff, the, the Ethereum Lego model where they're all building on top of each other. I think that's really, really coming together now. And in a world of negative interest rates, if you can get a yield and this this completely different ecosystem that's growing and we can earn more money, I think staking is another one that's going to be attractive for people. So there's a lot of a lot of cool themes. It's going to be very apparent who's been building and working hard in 2018 and 2019 since they raised money. Completely agree. I like that you kind of took the focus off of yourself and you mentioned the industry more. You mentioned some big stuff that's going to be happening. You've got a lot of stuff on your radar. I'm pretty stoked because I have a couple of those projects on my radar as well. I actually own a few of them. I'm not going to mention which. I don't like shilling coins or talking about coins on the podcast. Uh, but just I, I, it gets me excited that other people are also excited about certain projects. Um, but what about yourself? You know, this shill, shill yourself. Do you, do you have anything big in your own pipeline? Uh, yeah, so we, we've got a lot of upgrades coming. Again, we want to make all that information as clear and as structured as possible. So we think there's another bull run coming. When those people come, we want to be really organized and just have it so they can learn and send their friends. Um, we want people to learn how to trade. I'm not sure how much trading you focus on, but I just think that, that these markets, opportunities come along. It might be once a month where Matic pumps and then dumps. Um, you know, the other day, sentiment's terrible when we get a Bitcoin bottom. Those sort of trades, if you know how to use leverage and whatnot, it is just such an opportunity that does not come along. And that's why I put less effort into the stocks and the options market because you can hustle as long as you want and you might have a good year where you make 10%. Whereas in crypto, obviously, if you, if you uh, play the cards right, you can make big gains. So, look, I'm just really looking forward to what's going to play out on the global stage because... I think that we're going to be doing a lot more content on negative interest rates on, on QE4 when that starts, the banks being structurally weak, the housing market in Australia again. It's just all coming together and people are waking up to it. That's why we're seeing political unrest, you know, the yellow vests, people burning down banks in Iran or, or Chile. And we start to see climate protests in Australia. Um, we've had the Bank Royal Commission here. I think people are 
really starting to wake up to the crap that's going on around them. And it all ties back to um, Bitcoin and getting rid of that power from the banks and corporations. Man, you, it sounds like you are going to have a big couple of years. Uh, on a global scale, I think a lot is going to happen in 2020. From 2020 to around 2022, I think there's going to be some massive shifts. Uh, and then you yourself, you know, with Nuggets News, it sounds like you guys are going to try to be covering it all. Uh, you're going to be capitalizing on it with regards to trading. Uh, so big things coming for you as well as kind of everything, you know, world economies, that kind of stuff. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to anything you guys have to put out, uh, any news coverage that you guys do on these massive event events. Uh, can't wait for it. Now, I always like to ask, I kind of like to ask both of those questions, you know, the what are you most excited for? And then to end, I also have a question that I ask fairly often. And that is, you know, if Nuggets News and the whole community that you have kind of created disappeared tomorrow, no YouTube channel, no nothing, and you wanted to recreate it, what is the very first thing that you would do to get back to where you're at today? Oh, so do you still have your like community? Like, is this a theoretical thing where YouTube delete your channel? Or? No, no, nothing. You're starting. This is kind of for the people who are listening to this, who look up to you and they're like, wow, I want to do that, but I don't know where to start. What is the first thing that you would do? And they can kind of take that and start their own path. Well, I think we're still early in this social media revolution. So take an industry like gold and silver mining. If if gold enters a new bull market, I think we're going to see this YouTube podcast. You know, you can interview gold execs and, and talk about all that. So I think there's all these areas. You might think that you're in a boring industry, oil and gas, uranium, anything like that. So if you've got a passion, what are you good at? And if people aren't giving those projects attention, I still think that people can do this in the crypto space. The, the best, I think, dozen, two dozen projects, they're not the ones that get on all of these podcasts. Most of these podcasts are Bitcoin maximalists who don't even acknowledge that there's 10,000 devs working on Ethereum and whatnot. So I think there's a huge opportunity to give intelligent people that are doing really good things, give them the spotlight and that they tend to be the projects that succeed a year or two later. All of a sudden people go, oh, this guy wasn't just chasing the, the money or just getting on the same guests as everyone else was. Um, you know, there's always a niche out there, no matter what you're interested in. Um, there's plenty of people that will consume your content. I love it. I, uh, I've started to do that. You know, at first my goal was to get the biggest and most well-known people on the podcast. And then I kind of thought, you know, there's other people doing things on a much smaller scale, much more relatable. Uh, so I want to talk to them first. Uh, and I, I love it. So, you know, go for the people that are, you know, not getting all of the attention. Uh, and I think, I think that'll... Yeah, sorry, I think it's so ahead. funny when these Bitcoin maximalists, you know, they spend all day ripping on Ethereum and these other projects on Twitter. And then they all want to get Andreas on, who's writing books about how important Ethereum is. But they don't mention that in the podcast. Right. Uh, man, I, I could go on for days about the Bitcoin maximalists and the kind of hypocrisy that they uh, they show, but I don't want to you know start attacking anybody. I, I want this to all be focused on you and the success you've seen because you are at you know pretty much the top of the game right now uh, with regards to crypto YouTube that kind of thing. Uh, you do a lot of other stuff obviously, um, 
But I, I really appreciate it, man. You've given us so much. I know this is going to be very helpful for my audience. There's a lot of tips and tricks in there that they can use to kind of grow their businesses, their social media, their content businesses. Uh, before we wrap up, is there anything else that you want my audience to know? Uh, I think we sort of touched on most of those big themes for 2020. I think privacy and the central banks trying to issue their own coins, that is going to be like a real battleground going forward. So again, it comes down to education. Like, do you know how to maintain your privacy online and with your cryptocurrency? Um, just educating your friends and family, whether it's this Christmas over summer, about why this stuff is important. Beautiful way to wrap up, man. Again, I really appreciate you taking the time. I've learned a lot. I know my audience is going to learn a lot from this one. So thank you so much, Alex. I really appreciate it. Awesome, mate. Good luck with everything you're doing. I'm looking forward. We'll have to catch up in a year, and I'm sure you will have grown heaps as well. Definitely, man. All right, guys, one last thing before we wrap up. Like I said, we're trying to do giveaways weekly for the show, and Alex has been kind enough to help us out with this giveaway, and he is offering a year's membership to his paid services, his premium paid services. Uh, and this is a value of $500. Uh, so this one's going to be going out to Crypto Cub. Crypto Cub, if you could DM me or Alex on Twitter or YouTube or wherever, we will get you in touch and we will get you that membership. And to everybody else, uh, be sure to be on the lookout for giveaways. Uh, we're doing them to anyone who is signed up and subscribed to the YouTube channel. So if you haven't yet, I highly encourage you to do so. Uh, and we'll see you next episode. All right, that wraps up another episode. Thanks for tuning in, guys. I just want to take a quick second to remind you to leave us a review and subscribe to the show. We would greatly appreciate it if you did. And we look forward to seeing you next episode.